Welcome to the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So uh, the what's interesting is the Washington Post has just come out and was was talking about uh, you know uh, Secretary Austin leaving an intensive care uh, amid the growing scrutiny of the Pentagon's secrecy. Um, it's it's weird. Uh, they said the handling of the situation. Uh, Pentagon officials said that it's you know it's it's not necessarily the best thing that uh, has happened by not informing the president that he was in ICU for about a week. Um, but internally, some uh, frustrated officials have complained, saying that the handling of the incident showed unbelievably bad judgment on Austin's part. And I think that would be a first where he showed bad judgment. Officials in the White House and the Pentagon, according to the Washington Post, in a voice that is really uh, one of the people, vowed Monday to to review the lapses in communication that led to this imbroglio. Now, I would say imbroglier myself, uh, but uh, or hullabaloo, but all of those things are, you know, what the people on the streets say all the time, Washington Post. So thanks for keeping us in touch with the uh, with the everyday people. We have Chris Stewart joining us, um, and we're going to talk about this. He is a he is a guy who is uh, has been very involved with the Defense Department and knows. Does this kind of stuff happen all the time? Chris Stewart joins us in 60 seconds. Stand by. All right, first, let me tell you about uh, Car Shield. Imagine if one of the first things you did in the new year was to make sure you never had to worry about how much a car repair was going to cost. Be a great way to start 2024, right? Right? Especially when you consider the cost of everything, including car repairs. It's only getting more and more expensive. That's what happens uh, when you don't have a plan with Car Shield. You can lock in your price right now for car repairs, and it will never go up. I've literally had thousands of dollars of repairs covered by them, and the price doesn't change. CarShield offers protection plans for around $100 a month, and they cover more parts than ever before, covering your alternator to big-ticket items like your transmission. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles on it, CarShield has a plan for you. This year, choose coverage through CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Beck. That's carshield.com slash Beck. Or call 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 20%. Now, Stu, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn, but uh, I have heard the reason uh, Secretary of Defense, you know, he, he, he doesn't want to say why he was in the hospital. It was for elective surgery. And uh, I've heard a lot of people joke about this. What does he have in transgender surgery? I mean, what, what, why not just share what you have? And, and to be clear, that's wrong to do because uh, that's not elective. Uh, no. Transgender surgery is the most important thing you can do yes, for your it's health. it's not an elective. This is. Uh, and uh, so I, I understand that he was uh, in for, I think, a fourth time for penile reduction surgery. Um, he just... He just wants it very, very small. Um, and I think his exact quote was, Doc, make it smaller than it is when I'm in a cold pool. 
And the first four or five times he did this, uh, they couldn't get it small enough. And so he was in one more, take one more stab at it. So I don't, I don't know that that's necess- necessary per se. Is that confirmed mm-hmm. with this report? No, but I have it on, you know, pretty good, you know, pretty good sources. Pretty it's helpful. Sources. Yeah. Thank helpful. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Stewart is with us now. Hello, Chris. How are you? Glenn, that's twice you've made me really laugh this week, but how am I supposed to follow that kind of thing? <laughs> well, I don't, I, I didn't mean to make you laugh. I'm just trying to tell the truth. I, I think that's no, what no. he was in for, but I'm not, I'm not entirely well, sure. Um, a couple but, of days uh, ago, you us flowers out in the garden or something, and I was laughing as well. So it's good to be with you. Yeah, good. So Chris, um, I mean, I immediately thought of you when I read this uh, over the weekend uh, because you know you you know a lot about how the Pentagon works and you know how how uh, the military works and uh, I haven't seen a Secretary of Defense kind of go missing for a week and nobody really noticed. Have you? Yeah. Well, it, let's just say it's unusual. Uh, yeah. But who's who's surprised about this, Glenn? I mean, you talked about the judgment. I would add, in addition to it. It displays his poor judgment, the arrogance that the secretary has demonstrated again and again. But it's perfectly on brand for his leadership and for the Biden administration. And one thing I would emphasize, Glenn, and that I think some of your listeners may understand, but not all of them, and that is the culture and the expectations of the military. They're different than it is in the civilian world. You give military members tremendous trust because you give them tremendous power. But that demands certain behavior, and one of those is that you just don't show up at work, you know, without telling someone, without, you know, telling the people who are going to cover for you, without telling your boss. If a young sergeant or a young lieutenant did that, they'd be facing severe repercussions. And yet he didn't show up. He didn't tell the assistant secretary, who, as everyone knows now, was was vacationing in Puerto Rico. She didn't even know and worse, he didn't tell his boss. Or may, I don't know, maybe he told Biden and, and maybe President Biden forgot, because that would be a possible explanation as well. But it's just so out far, outside the norms of what you would expect from any responsible person, let alone, for heaven's sakes, the Secretary of Defense. Well, did, I mean, we are currently, uh, you know, uh, shooting down like they're clay pigeons, um, uh, missiles from you know the uh, the uh, Houthis and and the Iran proxies, I mean our ships are kind of busy right now. Is there no in a week? Is there no thought that maybe somebody might call in and say, "Hey, what should we do?" Yeah, yeah. So not only the ongoing you know skirmishes we're having with the, with the Houthis, which is a whole nother conversation, by the way. But, you know, there's also the efforts that we have in the war in Gaza. Uh, there, who's coordinating with the Israel Air Defense Ministers on, on those efforts? What about the fact that we had a strike uh, uh, into Baghdad during this week on January 4th? Who coordinated that? Uh, I mean, that's the kind of thing that if you're going to strike in Baghdad, my understanding was that the Secretary of Defense would be the final arbiter for that decision and, and as a minimum would have been informed on it. And apparently that didn't happen. Uh, these are the so, kinds of things that you have to have leadership from inside the Pentagon. And it turns out that just simply wasn't happening. And by the way, Glenn, if you'll allow me, that's not the first time because everyone, I mean, I've, I've said the secretary should resign 
immediately after the debacle in Afghanistan, again, after the China balloon. The fact that we have not met our recruiting goals, all of these things fall on his shoulders. He should have resigned two years ago. So who's actually running things, Chris? Hmm. Yeah, people ask that question all the time, both about the White House and in some cases about the Pentagon. Well, I think absent or uh, aside from his absence this last week that, you know, this general is running things. I've seen, I've seen it reflected in, in the decisions they make or the lack of decisions or the poor decisions. Now, if you ask about who's running the white house, I I truly don't know. And we used to say that Glenn is kind of a joke, but now we say it very seriously because you look at this president and you know that he doesn't have the capability to, to be running the, the most powerful government in the world. So then who is, but there's no question Secretary Austin's running the Pentagon, again, short of last week. And you see it reflected in the decisions that they make and the poor judgment that is that is now filtered down through the entire Pentagon, through the entire Department of Defense. And it breaks my heart to see the institution that I spent much of my life serving, and so did my brothers and my fathers and now our nephews and nieces, to see it so abused by, by arrogance and, and judgment that just isn't up to what these fine young men and women deserve. Well, I understand why he, you know, didn't want to talk about the penile reduction surgery. Um, But if it wasn't that, let's just say it wasn't that, why not, why not say why you're going in? What's the big deal? Well, so, you know, if, if people, and I have, I have an understanding of this, Glenn, as you know, that I recently resigned from Congress because of the health concerns with my wife. So I'm, I'm sensitive to the fact that they're, you know, in a, in a day that is very, very public or when you serve in a public position that, uh, you know, there are sensitivities regarding health concerns. I, I get that, but you don't hide it. I mean, so maybe we don't need to know why he went in for elective surgery, but if you have a reaction that puts you in intensive care, that's different. And that has to be discussed. And and if you're not going to discuss the reasons why, and I and I think again, being in intensive care just kind of demands an answer. But if you're unwilling to talk about that, you still have to tell people here I am, and don't worry because my assistant secretary knows I'm here. No, she didn't. Uh, and don't worry because my boss, the president of the United States, knows and has made accommodations. No, he didn't. Uh, I mean, that's the minimum that we would expect is communications about it. And one last thing on this, Glenn, and I think this is important. The secretary doesn't disappear into a hospital and not have a large team of people know that. I mean, he, he was certainly accompanied in the hospital with probably more than a dozen people, maybe several dozen. And none of them acted uh, responsibly either. Some of them should have raised their hand and said, hey, the American people and uh, leadership at the White House deserves to know where we are today. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. I'm, um, I, I want to ask you about um, your your look at 2024. I'm going to give you a second to think about it uh, as I do a commercial. But I, what are we facing in 2024 that keeps you awake at night or makes you feel good that this is coming our way? We'll talk about that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Jace Medical. Jace Medical is a company that I found a few years ago. They actually found me. 
and I went in to meet with everybody at their uh, at their plant, and I, I have to tell you, they started telling me what they do, and they said, this is what we're launching, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you have solved a problem that I have tried to solve for 20 years, and that is I have you know, medication for my family. My two daughters both have seizures. They need to have their seizure medication. What happens if there's a breakdown in the supply chain? What do I do for medication? They said, that's what we do. Jace Medical, jacemedical.com. It's a personalized emergency medication kit. It first starts with five essential antibiotics, which treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Customizable, dozens of add-on medications available. You can choose the ones that bet fit you and your family. They also have an ivermectin as an add-on option. You can get gift cards for your family or loved ones so they can get and customize Jace cases for themselves. You can have up to a year's worth of supply of your medication. You just go online, fill out a form, you get a prescription, life-saving medication delivered right to your door. Just go to jacemedical.com, enter the promo code PREPARED at checkout. It's jacemedical.com. Make sure you use the promo code PREPARED at checkout, and you'll get a discount. 10 seconds, station ID. Chris Stewart is with us. Chris, you've been a congressman. Uh, you've... You've worked uh, in intelligence. You have been um, with um, the uh, the services forever, you and your family. What do you look at now and say, this is something that keeps me up, or this is something that I keep looking at and saying, well, that's good. There's some good news coming. Yeah. Well, okay, let me do the good news, uh, because I do think that we are on a tactical basis, which is we haven't won the war, but we've won a few battles. So I do I do think we are turning uh, the tide on some things. You mentioned earlier about ESG or, yeah. or uh, you know, some of the some of the real, you know, kind of battles, uh, social battles that we've had. And I think people are just exhausted by it. And frankly, I think they're sickened by it. And, and we are winning on a couple of those things. And I think we're going to it's going to clearly be one of the primary conversations uh, during the election. And I think, again, we've, we've, we're winning some of those battles, or at least we're yes. slowing some of them down. Uh, but I think this year, Glenn, just has the potential to be oh, just such a, such a mess. And it's, and it's going to hinge on the election. Um, you, you know, Glenn, that uh, at the last book I wrote that you and I've talked about, it kind of, it, the kind of the premise of that is, is the contested election where we truly have half the country who just says whoever wins that's he's not legitimate you know he mm-hmm. I, I'll never recognize him as our president and and pre- president trump is going to be found guilty of some charges it's just almost inevitable we don't know which ones but he will be and then the democrats are going to say look he's a criminal he can't be the president of the united states well we know that's not true the criteria to be the president of the united states is really simple you got to be 35 years old you got to be a US citizen and no state no person no other agency or organization can add requirements. That's it. And so the president's going to continue to run, and the Democrats are already setting it up to say, well, two things. Number one is he's, he's a Nazi, he's an authoritarian, and, and, uh, and therefore we can never let him serve. And the second is, you know, he's a criminal. 
And uh, and I think, uh, meanwhile, the Republicans look at this and go, well, you all, uh, the projection on this is just beyond irony about them accusing Republicans of being totalitarian when we've seen the history of what they've done. Uh, and I just plan about the election this year. I worry about the chaos and the riots. Uh, I think it's going to make 2020 look like a look like a garden party, or at least potentially could. And then uh, ultimately putting us in a place where there's actual real uh, uncertainty about who is the president. And I, I don't know how our country walks through that without some, without some just real pain. And deep, deep scars. That, that would uh, destabilize. I mean, if we were going through that, if I were China, I'd go into Taiwan right away. Yeah. Because we yeah. wouldn't, we, we would just not have the capability. So you'd lose, you'd lose that. Um, any of the bad guys just come after us. I mean, it's, it, we're entering that time I talked about in 2008, where all of our enemies will see that we are so weakened that without coordination, they'll just all look at each other and go, "Now, go, 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 go." One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's a great fear, and the and and you have to recognize that these leaders do watch what's happening internally, and they do take measure of that. It is part of their dynamic. How will the U.S. respond? And how are they going to respond if they're divided or if they're chaotic or if there's uncertainty about who the actual president is? And by the way, the American people will be, uh, will be exhausted by this effort as well, and it's much harder for them to say, well, okay, while we're in the midst of all this, yeah, let's go ahead and, and intervene in a war in the South China Sea. And, and here's something else to keep in mind with that, Glenn, that's really important. Uh, most of the wars that we've been involved with for the last generation, very little sacrifice for most Americans. Now, for those people serving, it's incredible sacrifice, but most Americans, it's not. But a war with China, if for no other reason than this, the, the best uh, analysis shows a 9% reduction in GDP from a war in the South China Sea. To give that some measure, uh, there was a 7% reduction during the Great Depression. Every one of us oh will feel gosh. it if we have a war with, with China. And uh, and it won't be the kind of thing where we think, gosh, I pray for our soldiers uh, because they're over there fighting a war. Every one of us will be praying intensely because every one of us will be affected by it. There's no way we could go in and protect Taiwan at this point, is there? Yeah, there actually is, Glenn. I mean, it's very, very difficult. Uh, I mean, the, the hope is that we can we can manage a deterrence, which would you know, convince China it's just not worth the cost, which is, of course, what we're trying to do now. Uh, but, you know, if you think that, uh, you know, or someone who, who would suppose, well, you know, Taiwan won't be nearly destroyed in the effort. And, and as example of that, so, some of these exquisite chip manufacturers where the world relies on them, mm-hmm. they are placed in a position geographically where the focus of the war will be. There's very little chance that they would survive unharmed. And so when you say, well, you know, can we really go in and protect Taiwan? Yeah, we can probably protect the island from being actually militarily taken over. But it's going to, again, it's going to come at a, at a real cost. What happens if you lose those chip plants? What's the world look like? Uh, Oh, well, it's very, very different, obviously. I mean, because those are used not just in our products. They're used primarily in the manufacturing of, you know, millions of products. So that's one of the reasons that you get this 9% reduction in GDP. And it's not just the U.S. It's globally that that has that impact. And it takes years to build that. I mean, it would take 10 years for us to build up that capacity that we would lose 
the, the good news is China, it'll take them a generation. They have no capability or very, very limited capability to build it up. It would, it would not be in President Xi's lifetime. So they would be hurt more than we would, but still it would be a dramatic impact on, on the global economy. Is it uh, reasonable to say just let them have it? Just, just let them take it. Why defend it? Let them take it. Yeah, they can I mean, control all of those chips, those chip plants. Yeah, some people argue that. And the interesting thing, too, Glenn, is that uh, we're going to see what Taiwan thinks next week because they're going to have their election, and there are different views on that. If you do polling in Taiwan, there's a number of them, about 30% of them, who say, yeah, let's just go to China. It's not that big of a mm. deal. Um, mm. I think it'd be a catastrophe for us to let that happen, though. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. Chris Stewart, friend of the program, back in just a minute with more. Glenn Beck. Hey, everybody, I want to talk to you about my pillow. My pillow just keeps rolling out the amazing deals. And right now, no exception. It's a way of saying thank you for your continued support of the company over the years. And they're offering some crazy deals. The lowest prices ever right now. When you use the promo code Beck, wouldn't it be fun just to be that guy all the time? I mean, not really all the time, but I mean, uh, hey, everybody, if that was your job. Hey, everybody, it's it's crazy Glenn here. And I got to tell you some crazy. Oh, my gosh, that's who I am, actually, isn't it? Okay, scratch that good idea thing. When you use the promo code BECK, you're going to get some of the lowest prices ever on MyPillow. You can get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 or how about 50% off their new flannel sheets. Six-pack uh, six towel set now going for $29.98. Right now, enormous blowout sale, MyPillow.com. Also, you're going to take advantage of free shipping, especially on their larger items, such as the mattress toppers. Made 100% here in the U.S., now on sale, $99.99. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and uh, and uh, put in my name, Beck. MyPillow.com, 800-966-3117. And check out the new documentary, Colony Ridge, happening this week. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Colony Ridge. You know what Chris Stewart said a minute ago about the good news, that we are turning the tide. I, I think that is true. I think people know it. They're tired of it. Um, they are tired of it in their schools. They're just tired of it in their life and people are standing up. It's why, you know, if, if you're in power, you need to silence anyone who disagrees with you. We saw today in the wall street journal that the dirty word on wall street now are three letters, E S and G. Uh, and that's because of you. That's because you stood up, you educated your friends and neighbors, and they know the things they want to do are not going to be popular. And that's why they have to shut people up. However, what they didn't count on really is you and also the Internet. They, For some reason, the people who you know made it into a business somehow or another didn't realize that Free speech would be dangerous for them and their plans. Let me play something from uh, Cher- uh, uh, Taylor Sheridan and Joe Rogan. And I want you to listen to this. And I want you to remember, Joe Rogan, I think, is either agnostic or an atheist. Um, 
maybe an atheist, not talking about God an awful lot. Here he is with Taylor Sheridan. Listen to this. Paul Harvey, you know who that is? Sure. So he did a thing, God, back in the 60s or 70s, and he equated it to the devil. Um, and maybe it is. Or you could also say it's 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 just that. But he did a radio piece on on how to destroy America, the social fabric of it. Wow. And it's and it's as though somebody just took uh, America, the, the social fabric of America from the late '60s to today, and and the timeline of the things that he said. It's pretty wicked. It's pretty powerful. Wow. I'm not shocked. <laughs> I mean, if you think about all the things that we do to manipulate other countries, I'm not shocked that someone would do that and manipulate us, and that they would do it through education institutions. That's the way to do it. You yeah. get kids. And then yeah. you train them as they leave, and then they go into the workforce. They have these ideas like burned into their heads, yeah. and that's probably what all this gender confusion is. This this giant uptick of it. It's literally probably engineered, and I think that's also what a lot of the climate stuff is, and a lot of the a lot of the different things that people are fighting over. It's not just these big financial institutions that are that are invested in climate change and green energy and all these different things, but it's also other countries just with us i think that's amazing to hear joe rogan talk about this by the way if you've not heard the paul harvey uh if i were the devil it came out in 1965 it is one of his best pieces of work and i am a huge fan of paul harvey listen to what he said 1965 if i were the devil if i were the devil if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted 
until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Isn't that incredible? 1965, Paul Harvey. I, I mean, I don't think there's one thing that's on there, with the exception of the word square, that hasn't been done and, and doesn't ring true absolutely in those words today. Everything. If I were the devil, I'd put my feet up on the desk because I... I'd think I was about to win. What the devil doesn't know is what the devil didn't know in the 1960s. And it didn't know in the 1950s. It didn't know in the Civil War. It didn't know in World War II in Nazi Germany that he never wins. Never, ever. He always gets close. He's... He's always just at the verge of setting the entire world on fire. And a good number of people go right along with him. Because he's the author of lies. Because he's the only author of fear. There is no fear with God. There's faith. There's trust. There's hope with God. Fear doesn't come from any place that the devil doesn't play in. No reason to fear. We know how it ends. The devil is in the details. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. Got a challenge for you. If you're like most people, there are probably some things you'd change about your mobile plan if it wasn't a big hassle to do so. You'd get in there. You'd fiddle around with it. You'd save some money in the process. But it's a big inconvenience. Here's the challenge. Take a bit of time right now or today and call Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You can go online. I just want you to look at what they have. You might like what they see. On top of, uh, on top of everything that you could possibly want in a mobile plan, saving you money, uh, having the same great coverage, if you found the coverage that you want, they have exactly the same coverage. But they also share your values. They won't send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America. If I were the devil, I would hate Patriot Mobile because one of their missions, their goal, is to glorify God in all ways. They're the only Christian conservative uh, mobile phone company out there. They have affordable plans for your budget, excellent coverage, top-notch, U.S.-based customer service, and they're going to make sure that the switch is super easy for you. So make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Are opinions weighing you down? Call in and let it out. 888-727-BECK. This is... 
The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, so Joe Biden is already trying to build the presidential campaign around the January 6th insurrection, you know, with his rants against the new Hitler who incited this threat to American democracy. Uh, and uh, it's not really connecting with some of his people. They're down a little bit. Uh, it's a real problem, Glenn. And, you know, I, I know I know some people are going to vote for Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley mm-hmm. or whatever. But when, when yeah. you talk about the presidency of the United States, you need leadership. Right, and, right. and and that's why... Um, they're going to have a morale booster party for <laughs> the staff to celebrate right. all the incredible work they've done. And mm-hmm. and what's happened, Glenn, over the past couple of months is that a lot of the people who are working for the White House are asking themselves an important question, which is why doesn't President Joe Biden want to kill all the Jews like I do? Right. And then Joe Biden has responded, well, hey... I understand your concerns. How about a trip to Chuck E. Cheese? We can all get together and have a pizza party and right. play some skee ball right. and get the morale up so that, you know, we can all... You forget mm-hmm. about those Jews right. for a little while. For just yeah. a little while. Um, you know, mm-hmm. look, we're all interested in the long term of running away from Israel at full speed and embracing all of the people that want to kill them. But, you know, we need to do that at a slower pace to fool voters going into the 2024 election. Are they Correct. They might think there's some anti-Semitism there. And, Correct. of course, it's not anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is what happens when you just blindly hate Jews. The Democrats have hundreds of reasons why they don't like them. So <laughs> it's totally different than anti-Semitism. It's uh, not just blind hatred. No. They no, have, they thought this through. I can, mean, there was a mm-hmm. there was somebody authored a book, and uh, I don't remember when, but it was it had a lot of stuff in about you know how bad the Jews were. Yeah, and, it was about you know, a struggle. Just, it was a real struggle. Yeah, my, my struggle my or struggle, something. My struggle, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it was a book that Democrats seem to be signing up for now these days. Uh, just protest after protest after protest where mm. they chant the same things that are in that book. And we're all supposed to say, well, what about those people in Charlottesville at that one time we saw four people with tiki torches saying bad things, which were bad. And we all said we're bad. But now that there's thousands of these rallies every week across the country at every single campus, you'd think maybe it would you'd see a little bit more priority put on that. But apparently not. So no, if you happen to be at the pizza party, have fun today. I think breadsticks are included. Uh, now, Rich Lowry uh, has uh, written a new column, uh, Brace Yourselves, The Left Will Royal the Country Again If Donald Trump Beats Joe Biden. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely true. Uh, Lowry said, saving democracy doesn't mean upholding the rules, no matter what, and letting the voters decide on the election and the fate of the next president. No, it means blocking Trump by any means necessary regardless of the consequences for the rule of law, democratic politics, or faith in our system of government. Lowry, who um, is uh, an unabashed Trump uh, Trump basher, uh, tried to be even-handed in his his article here. I don't know if that's a fair uh, summary of... of Oh, you don't think so? I mean... No. I mean, I think he... I I mean... Okay, he did brand it 2020... uh, the 2024 election as a revenge tour. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's, he's got that. That makes him, him an unabashed Trump basher. I, I mean, I think, I don't think he's a huge fan. I would say that, but I don't think he's an unabashed. I don't think he's a, 
a mindless Trump opponent like some of the people you see in the media by any means. So he goes on uh, to say um, that we are going to have real problems. uh, And I think he's absolutely right on all of this. Um, He says they are going to do whatever they can to destroy Donald Trump. And he said, uh, left will organize throughout hollowed out one time Western constitutional democracies like Germany and Canada to drive home their dissatisfaction with the American electorate. Uh, and expect to see cities set aflame with race baiting democratic politicians on hand to incite mob violence. Uh, as with the George Floyd riots, corporate press here and among others, their counterparts in other Western countries, they'll justify their violence as righteous indignation and if things really become unruly, the place uh, they'll place all the blame on MAGA Republicans. We're about to become mighty, mighty popular uh, all <laughs> all across the world. I think. How do you, um, and, and if you're the Democrats, let's just say you're a Democrat, and this starts this stuff starts happening, right? Trump wins, and the the Democrats rise up and start causing chaos all across the country. And let's say you're one of the you're one of the good Democrats, and you don't want that chaos. How would you talk your voters out of it? After everything you've told them over the past four to eight years about how basically Hitler has taken over and uh, and they're going to um, crack down on minorities, overrun the rule of law. I mean, read the entire we started the show with the op ed from The New York Times today. How could you justify not protesting over that person being elected? Right. They've built this entire foundation that the end of the world is coming if this guy wins. When they rise up after he wins, what happens? Well, see, that I think is the difference here. They'll claim that we say the same things about uh, Joe Biden. And uh, that's kind of true, except our our charges are verifiably true and illegal <laughs> and everything else. But, yeah. uh, and Marxist. That, yeah. um, but, but we're not saying that. We are saying that this... Uh, will break the United States of America, that we are going to be an entirely new kind of country. But they say that themselves. Joe Biden is going to transform, and Barack Obama, the fundamental transformation of America, away from capitalism and everything else. So they're saying that. What we're saying is it's got to stop. And what we want to have stop is the illegal things that are going on, the corruption that is going on, uh, the lies that are being told, the persecution of anybody who disagrees with our government. But I have to tell you, if I thought that he was duly elected and it was clean, okay, well, that's what the American people decided. I mean, we don't go out in the streets. I mean, this, this year might be different. But we don't go out in the streets and cause all kinds of chaos because we generally like the country and know what chaos does. That's just not a way the American people do it. But I think we're at the edge here. Um, They have convinced themselves it's the end of the democracy. We're telling the truth that it is the end of the republic. But I think only one side is eager to get violent, and that is the left. And they are organizing for it. The Glenn Beck Program.